from the WILK studios in Pittston, Pennsylvania. Welcome to Sharing Recovery, first-hand stories of addiction and recovery. Recovery is possible. Sharing Recovery is sponsored by Clearbrook Treatment Center, Archstone Recovery, and attorney Dave Akins. We welcome your calls with questions or comments. Call 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098. Here are your hosts, Suzanne Kelly and Jack Kropp. And good afternoon and welcome to Sharing Recovery. Our show is about help, healing, and um, helping those who who are in recovery on this recovery journey. I am joined today by my co-host, Jack Kropp. Jack has celebrated recently over 19 years in recovery, which we just think is is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know if you had the chance to uh, listen to Jack on New Year's Eve, but his show was his story. The show topic was Jack's story, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, a little bit shocking, but it's also so inspirational and real, authentic. And we do have that on the Sharing Recovery uh, Facebook page, at Sharing Recovery Radio. So please, if you have not heard it, um, strongly suggest that you, you take a listen to that, that remarkable show. Today we're going a little bit um, in a different direction with our topic, because yes, we're talking about recovery, but the important thing here is focusing on the whole person, holistically, if you will. We want to focus on mind, body, and spirit as you're going through this recovery process. You know, you think about individuals who go into recovery and maybe they're in a week, maybe that's 28 days, maybe it's three months or more. But when you get out, you need to have the tools. What's in your toolbox to make you keep on that recovery journey? We have a great guest today. Our guest is Scott Costantini. He's the Director of Behavioral Health at the Wright Center. Scott, welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, one of the things that I would like to ask, if you can kind of give us an overall um, idea of the Wright Center, because mm-hmm. when you go online, you go on the Facebook page, or you go onto mm-hmm. your website, you know, you're not looking at just, and I'm using just, um, you know, in quotes, a recovery center. Give us a little bit of background about the mission of, of the Wright Center. Sure, sure. So um, I started with the Wright Center approximately uh, a year and, and a half ago um, as the, I was hired as the director of behavioral health. Um, prior to that, I um, had a lot of community experience with uh, outpatients and, and, and mental health and substance abuse uh, throughout you know, the local five counties. But, um, you know, when I came to the Wright Center, um, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's amazing to see the innovation and um, the vision of the Wright Center. So the Wright Center um, actually sees on an average around 16,000 patients a year um, for physical health. So, you know, with, with, with the physical health, we're always going to have people who are coming in who are struggling with uh, mental illness or or with uh, substance abuse. So, you know, our approach at the Wright Center um, has been to integrate uh, both behavioral health and, and uh, you know, mental health and, and substance abuse uh, within our clinics. So um, that allows us to help people um, in the here and now versus waiting you know, to make a referral and, uh, you know, wait maybe two, three, four days to hear back if that individual uh, receives services. So we may have an individual who comes into the right center who is struggling today with uh, a mental health struggle or with a substance abuse struggle, and we're able to intervene 
kind of immediately. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of triaged down to the exam room and we have a, a team of people, you know, made up of, of licensed social workers, um, case managers and uh, certified recovery specialists that can kind of, you know, steer and guide um, our medical team on maybe what needs to happen at that point with that individual. Do you typically see individuals who are in crisis? Um, we don't. We are not considered the crisis, uh, you know, agency in, in Lackawanna County. Okay. But, um, you know, uh, we we uh, see a lot of individuals who are in crisis, to right. say the least. You know, we have people coming in uh, for a well check, and during that well check, we do a series of um, screenings, you know, uh, around mental health and around substance abuse. And during that time, uh, a person, you know, may uh, state that they're in crisis. So we... Uh, we act immediately and try to get them get them help that day or you know within 24 hours with when a local provider uh, if we can't do it internally we have a lot of collaborative partnerships throughout the community that we like to work with everyone so uh, we'll make that referral on mm -hmm. and as far as the recovery process is concerned yeah. um, where do you fit in into the whole scope of someone who is actually going from an addict to you know, treatment to recovery. Right. So if I could just hit the rewind button back. So a year ago, um, last January, we started something at the Wright Center um, that, you know, was kind of, you know, new to the Wright Center. We were uh, nominated as a center of excellence. Uh, by the state of Pennsylvania. So Governor Wolf actually uh, nominated 45 throughout the state of Pennsylvania. The Wright Center was one of 19 physical health um, centers of excellence. Great, that congratulations. Was yes. What are so, some of the criteria, though, to be So, nominated? you know, on the physical health side, one of the things that, you know, one of our major goals was to train doctors, um, you know, uh, on addiction, and uh, you know, become certified to to help individuals in need. You know, maybe with various medications. But um, we, you know, we also put a team together under the under the Center of Excellence. So we have case managers that actually intake the individual, and they do an assessment to determine you know the level of care that they need. Um, assess their needs at that time. You know, look at what is going on currently um, and what we can do to help them. Um, we also have certified recovery specialists who actually will work with the individuals once they um, are taken into our program in the community to, um, you know, kind of guide them and help them get resources in the community, uh, build a support system in the community. Um, they'll work on a recovery plan with them. Um, they'll check in with them weekly, make sure they're doing what they need to do. You know, they're, they're an additional support. Uh, and one of the criteria of a, of a certified recovery specialist is that they have to be in recovery themselves. Yes, that was my which next is, question. Which is, um, I think great yeah. because they, it gives them a, a, a good understanding of where the individual is at 
And um, it's just a great addition to our team to have members who are in recovery. I would think know, the peer-to-peer. On the clinical team, yes. Right, the peer-to-peer because um, as difficult as recovery is, and you know, you make that decision every day that you want to stay in recovery, mm-hmm. um, to have someone sit across the table from you or maybe next, uh, next to you in a chair, and if they haven't walked that walk and they haven't really walked in your shoes, mm-hmm. um, I just think there's just so much more uh, power, credence, um, accountability if you're with somebody who's doing it as well. Because it doesn't matter if they're in recovery a year or five years, they're still making that decision every day to stay clean. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's been uh, just just an amazing addition to the Wright Center um, to have these individuals work side by side with our doctors, with our medical team, um, for, and, and, and kind of uh, explain it uh, from a different perspective. If we could back up a little bit, what got you interested in this type of work? Oh God, I've been in this work for well over 20 years. Um, you know, I, I actually uh, um, started my career thinking I was going to, you know, work in the criminal justice field. And, um, you know, I was working part time <laughs> in uh, with children doing counseling, um, and uh, here I am today. You know, uh, just I, I think what happened with me was um, seeing individuals change and and having the ability to help them change mm-hmm. is what kept me in the field. Um, you know, that's that's uh, very rewarding um, in many ways. To, uh, to help an individual uh, change their life. So I think that's that's what kept me here, you mm-hmm. know. And did you have recovery um, issues as far as, not issues, I take that kind of back, experiences mm-hmm. with friends or family? I mean, Absolutely. did that affect sure. your life? Sure it did, sure it did. You know, I mean, you know, we all do. Yeah, I, we do. I, I don't think today any of us can say that we don't have a family member um, you know, whether it be a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin that has struggled with addiction issues, uh, a neighbor, a friend, right? Um, so I think that, um, you know, we, it affects all of us today. You know, I don't think anybody can say that they don't have someone that they don't know who's in recovery. Okay, it's good to, struggling, good to share. Thank right? you. Yeah. We need to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Since 1972, Clearbrook Treatment Center has been providing successful treatment for those suffering from substance abuse. Clearbrook's medical program provides round-the-clock care and treatment from a licensed and specialized medical team. Clearbrook's approach to addiction is largely based upon the proven practices of Alcoholics Anonymous. Pastoral services are available to patients seeking spiritual guidance. Call Clearbrook today at 570-260-2600. Are you or a family member in need of a lawyer? Has someone you know been charged with a crime, injured in an accident, or through poor medical care, going through a divorce or child custody dispute? You need a lawyer with experience and credentials who will aggressively protect your rights. You need attorney Dave Akins. I know when my family and I needed legal help, we turned to Dave. So should you. Call 570-714-4001. Archstone Recovery Center of the Palm Beaches provides addiction treatment centered within a small, personal, community-type setting. For nearly two decades, Archstone has helped thousands suffering from alcohol and chemical dependencies recover 
and regain control of their lives. Archstone's medical, clinical, and support staff provide the highest level of professional treatment and individualized care. Call Archstone Recovery Center at 855-899-2292. Welcome back to Sharing Recovery. Straight talk on today's struggles of addiction and triumphs of recovery. Recovery is possible. We welcome your calls with questions or comments. Call 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098. Here are your hosts, Suzanne Kelly and Jack Kropp. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're here with Scott Constantini from the Wright Center today. And Scott, basically, you've given us an overview of the Wright Center and its program. So now, you have somebody come into the Wright Center... They've got a problem with substance abuse of some sort, hmm. and you see them. Do, do they keep coming back to you, or, or do you send them on to someplace else, Scott? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that depends on what they're in need of. Um, so we have uh, patients that come in who are in immediate need of, uh, let's just say, a, a detox or an inpatient. Okay, you arrange uh, that then? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So our case managers um, usually are, are leading that. So if we determine that an individual um, is in immediate need of a detox or an inpatient, we have a lot of inpatients that we work closely with that uh, we can call and make connections with to, to, to find a bed for that individual. Okay, um, so now that person leaves you, they go to the inpatient program, mm-hmm. they complete their time there, mm-hmm. now they're back out on the street. Mm-hmm. Now what happens to them? Do they come so, back to you? So yeah, for case management, they would come back to us. We are not a licensed outpatient drug and alcohol counseling facility okay. uh, per se but um, what we will do is we will we will assign a case manager to them to follow them and help them and guide them in the community right so they will make sure that they're going to counseling and following all recommendations of the inpatient um, if they need housing they'll help them with housing if they need a job they'll help them with with trying to find a job um, if they need to find local uh, recovery su- supports in the community they'll help them do that they'll also link them up with our certified recovery specialists if need be so there are a lot of there's a lot of navigating that are our uh, case managers do for the individual. All right, now, certified recovery specialist. That's something new, isn't it, Scott? I mean, it is. That, that's relative. We've not, we've not heard of that until just recently, in the right. last six or eight months. What is that? So, you know, I mean, when you, historically, you know, it's been around for, for quite some time on the, on the mental health side. Um, so they were peer specialists. So individuals who um, have uh, overcome or, um, you know, dealt with mental illness themselves um, now or, or were uh, helping other individuals with mental illness um, get through that recovery process. Well, do these people have any formal training of any They kind? do. They do, actually. So um, there's been two... Um, there's been two two classes that have graduated locally um, through our local managed care organization, um, and I, I think there was around 50 individuals that um, received the certification through um, through um, through this 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 uh, training course. So you you do receive a uh, certification through the. Uh, the Pennsylvania Certification Board, uh, the PCB, and you are given um, a certified recovery specialist certification. 
Yep. And they have, you know, requirements. They have to stay up with training hours. and um, But, yeah, they are trained for a week straight. And, and those people that are in that program, in that Certified Recovery Special Program, are also in recovery themselves. Correct. They have to be. It's Is there the a criteria. minimum amount of time? Um, you know, last I heard, I think it was uh, 18 months um, from what I what I heard. Um, but, you know, I don't, the, the state puts those uh, those guidelines on. Okay. Criteria, yeah. So now we're back out in the community. Mm-hmm. You've taken a person, they've come in, you've done what you do, you put them through a treatment program. What happens to them? I mean, they just, where do they get the support? I mean, is there anything in the community mm-hmm. that where they can just walk in and say, hello, I need help? I mean, um, or I just walk in and talk about something. Or right. Something. So, you know, I, I mean, besides, uh, Various support programs and, uh, you know. And by support programs, you mean recovery meetings? Recovery, correct. Okay. Correct. I mean, 12-step I mean, meetings. 12-step, 12 correct, um, meetings. And there's there's some others out there um, that can be utilized. But, you know, as far as the, the old school clubhouse uh, uh, type of recovery um, facilities that people can walk in and hang out for the day. I'm not aware of of, of any locally um, that exist. You know, there are programs for people um, who are in treatment, such as partial hospitalization programs and IOPs. But that is treatment. We're right. talking treatment, right? But I'm talking about just peer to peer support. At one time, and you say old school. Yeah. You know, when I came to recovery, right. there were clubhouses, clubhouses right. where you you could go and eat your lunch and have a chat and Correct. just hang around with other people in recovery. Correct. Those and those things still exist in, outside this area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you go to like uh, I have a friend who spends a lot of time in Colorado. He talks about the clubhouse in Colorado, mm-hmm. and it's an old mansion. And on every floor, there's something different. There's Absolutely. TVs, there's kitchens, there's there is that support. Absolutely. But you know, well. My daughter was in Portland, Maine for seven or eight months. And, you know, she would tell me about these places that 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 support was out there. But that doesn't that doesn't seem to be here in this community. That seems to be lacking in this community, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I I think it would be a great option for individuals to um, have something like that locally. Um, It it really would. I know there's been some discussions, um, you know, to possibly start something like that locally um, uh, at some of the meetings I've been at. Um, I think over a year ago, um, those discussions started. Um, But I I think that that's a a great place for an individual to go um, and be around uh, others. Yeah, you, you've used the expression peer-to-peer. peer-to-peer Explain right. what that means, Scott, because there are people listening to us mm-hmm. that are, will hear phrases. Right. What, what does peer-to-peer mean? Peer-to-peer uh, means that, you know, one person in recovery speaking to another person who's uh, in the recovery process or in recovery. So, um, you know, giving them guidance, um, you know. And, and lead, some, sometimes, I think, sometimes I think uh, people... Don't don't understand that that recovery didn't start out in a hospital. Recovery didn't start out as as a medical program. Recovery started out as two guys talking to each other, right. and those two guys ended up talking to more people and more people. And I don't think in 1935 or whatever year that was, uh, Bill and Bob called it peer to peer, but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just two drunks talking to each other, and then going and talking to two more drunks. Mm-hmm. And supporting each other in that way. Right. You know, 
when Bill was in that hotel, it, you know, and wanted to have a drink, he picked up the phone and called another drunk. Mm -hmm. He didn't call a doctor. He didn't call a hospital. Right. He called other drunks. Right. And and that's what recovery is about a community in my mind right. helping the community i think right. what's interesting that you just brought up such a good point jack is is it's a community and one thing um i believe many in recovery feel is it or or before they go into recovery is a sense of shame and when you have that shame right. um you feel isolated and right. you feel fearful but again going back to that peer-to-peer -peer talking and counseling and and um community it takes the fear and it takes the shame away so you don't feel like you're less than scott and i were talking about that, that before the show today that mm -hmm. when recovery began it was let's keep this a secret mm -hmm. yeah it, it's anonymous we're not going to talk about who we are in recovery right. and what we did was create a society in recovery that we don't want to talk about this. So Mrs. Smith on the corner has a daughter that has troubles, right. and Mrs. Jones has a son over here that has troubles, mm -hmm. but they can't talk about it because of the stigma of addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. We have to break that stigma down. We have to take recovery to the street. Mm -hmm. We have to stand up and say, I'm in recovery. Mm -hmm. If your son or daughter or your husband or, your, or the guy who cut your grass or the guy who's your lawyer needs help, mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Right. Look, this is a disease. Absolutely. You know, if if, if you if you have three, you have cancer support groups all over the place. You know, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Let's stop saying, oh, we can't talk about that yet. Mm -hmm. He does the dope. Well, yeah. you know, that's got to end that nonsense. Right, right. I mean, it's got to get to the point where we put this right out in the open and say, right. here I am. I think it's it's also important to include children because growing up in an environment where it was taboo to talk about this and it was a secret and it's you were just supposed to deny everything. Everything that happened in your life, um, you were supposed to deny. And I think... Um, that not only messes you up as you're growing up, but it shows you a pattern, a very, very unhealthy pattern. So, yes, Jack, talking about this and getting it out on the table and taking away that shame. Right. Well, yeah. we, uh, and one of the things I just want to say is that, you know, at the Wright Center, I mean, you know, our doctors, we, we look at addiction as a, it's, it's a chronic condition, right? So it's no, it... it there is it, no cure. There, the, it... it it's the same as, you know, we view it the same as diabetes. Yeah. We view it the same as any other illness, right? So it needs to be treated, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, that's the approach we, we take at the Wright Center. You know, looking at one's physical health, looking at one's mental health, looking at one's, you know, spiritual health, looking at everything as a whole, treating the whole person. You know, I, I don't know how... You can get, or I, I don't want to say some have not made it through recovery, but when you treat the whole person, the likelihood of uh, being successful in recovery, I think, is much, much better, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, uh, Gina and Kelly talking about yoga in recovery. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that, that's something new. We don't have that here in northeastern Pennsylvania. You know. And again, I, I hate, I'm not criticizing Northeastern Pennsylvania, but there are areas that are more progressive sure. in how they treat addiction. There are areas, and again, I use Portland, Maine, because I was there every month for almost a year, and I saw what goes on there. I saw how progressive they are mm -hmm. about recovery. That, yeah, there has to be a life, mm -hmm. and we have to help people with 
enjoy their lives, whether it's physically, mentally, socially. Mm-hmm. We have to offer more than just go to a 12-step meeting and then go home and sit in the corner. Okay, now what do I do? I went to a 12-step meeting. It lasted 58 minutes. Now I go home and I got the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. What do I do? Right. And what do I do when I start to feel uncomfortable? I'm supposed to call my sponsor. Okay, but... There's got to be more. Right. And what is that more? Right. And, and as we go through the rest of this half hour, the next half hour of the show, that's what I want to talk about. What is more, Scott? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you have a lot of ideas and a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of information about what do we do next? Mm-hmm. I mean, where do we go to treat mind, body, and spirit? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how do you treat mind, body, and spirit? And, um, you know, as the Right Center is concerned, um, you know, do you accept... All kind of insurance. Do we you do. accept people yeah. who cannot pay? I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's so many variables that that kind of have people again feeling that fear mm-hmm. of taking that next step. So so helping them understand that it's an open, welcome community, and right. it, you know, stressing that it truly is a community. Right. Um, I think is vital because there's just this mysterious, you know, shawl over over this you know thing called recovery or recovery mm-hmm. centers, and they're they're just kind of taboo and. But it's not like that. Right. It's not like that at all. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I do. Um, you know, at the Right Center, we, we take all uh, lines of insurance. Every, we take them all. What so does a person do that has no insurance and no money? We, we, we help them get it. We will not deny anyone. You see, that, that's We will not deny now. anyone. If someone walked through our door today and didn't have insurance, we wouldn't say, sorry. And, and, and honestly, I, I have to say that that's, that's our CEO and, and, and president and practicing physician, Dr. Linda Thomas. She will not push anyone to the curb. Absolutely not. She will not deny services for anyone. We'll deal with it later. Like, that's our attitude. We'll, we'll figure it out. But in the meantime, help them get insurance. Right, so we have, a, we have a, a specific social worker who works within the Right Center who helps people um, with those barriers. And we help them, you know, get insurance and work with them and help them fill the application out so they can get the treatment needed. Now, does the Right Center have a location in, in Luzerne County, Scott? Um, so, you know, at this time, we're going to be doing some work down there. Um, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I would say sh- soon. We're going to have a location in in uh, Luzerne County. Uh, we're going to be collaborating and working uh, with another uh, agency in um, in Luzerne County to do some integration work. Where we're going to have a physical health location embedded within their um, within their agency. Because what you just said is so important. You won't turn anybody away. No, there are people out there in this community right now, and I mean Luzerne County, that have no insurance that are saying to themselves, I really want help, but I have no insurance, and I don't know where to turn. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's agencies in Luzerne County that will get you insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's available. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see it every day of the week. Right. The, the the director of admissions at Clearbrook, guy named Mark Pizzicato, right. he gets people help every day of the week with emergency funding. But you know what? Who knows to call them? Mm-hmm. Right. Who knows that that's out there? Right. Correct. You don't. You've just said we won't turn anybody away. Well, that's what people need to hear. That walk in our door, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what going forward we need to have. Someplace you just walk in and say, "I have no insurance. Mm-hmm. I need help. Where do I turn?" Right. And, and that that's what was lacking here. That's how do we how do we put that word out? Well, right. you just did. Mm-hmm. And if you open a right center in, in Wyoming Valley, yep. then there's more help because right now you're in Lackawanna County only, right? 
We are. We're going to be in Luzerne County, um, you know, in a smaller clinic setting. But, um, you know, I can say that, uh, you know, that that is um, one of the one of the strengths of the Wright Center is that we have a lot of um, individuals that can figure it out. Um, a lot of a lot, lot of our staff um, know how to figure out when someone doesn't have insurance or there is a barrier. Um, we look at barri- as barri- barriers are temporary. Mm-hmm. We need we need to figure it out, right? Okay. So to get the person the help they need. We're going to talk more about barriers, and we're going to talk more about getting um, people the help they need, as well as the holistic approach to the right center. But we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Archstone Recovery Center of the Palm Beaches provides addiction treatment centered within a small, personal, community-type setting. For nearly two decades, Archstone has helped thousands suffering from alcohol and chemical dependencies recover and regain control of their lives. Archstone's medical, clinical, and support staff provide the highest level of professional treatment and individualized care. Call Archstone Recovery Center at 855 855- Eight nine nine two two nine two. Since 1972, Clearbrook Treatment Center has been providing successful treatment for those suffering from substance abuse. Clearbrook's medical program provides round-the-clock care and treatment from a licensed and specialized medical team. Clearbrook's approach to addiction is largely based upon the proven practices of Alcoholics Anonymous. Pastoral services are available to patients seeking spiritual guidance. Call Clearbrook today at 570-260-2600. If you or someone you know needs a lawyer, what should you look for? Excellence, experience, integrity. Attorney Dave Akins has all of those qualities. Whether it's a criminal case, a personal injury matter, medical negligence, or a divorce, Dave will fight for you. I know from personal experience. Call 570-714-4001. Welcome back to Sharing Recovery. Straight talk on today's struggles of addiction and triumphs of recovery. Recovery is possible. We welcome your calls with questions or comments. Call 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098. Here are your hosts, Suzanne Kelly and Jack Kropp. And welcome back to Sharing Recovery. Uh, Today we are talking about treating the whole mind, body, and spirit in recovery. It's a fascinating show. We're learning a lot. Our guest is Scott Costantini. He's the Director of Behavioral Health at the Wright Center. So, Scott, why don't we start to talk about the uh, whole, treating the whole body, the pathways, how we're going to get there. I mean, people talk about mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to someone who would be going into the Wright Center? Well, first, I think it's important to say that, you know, addiction definitely impacts the whole person. Okay. Right? I I think that's important to say that, you know, it affects your mind, your spirituality, your your physical health, um, your your family and and relationships. Um, And and I think overall, it just really affects your life goals, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important that when we treat individuals, we take all that into consideration. You know, um, we meet with a lot of people who sit down with us and they're getting their first labs in 20 years Mm. completed within our our organization. And, you know, um, sometimes the results are not very promising and they're not good. Um, So now we have to work with that individual 
to come up with a game plan on how to address those issues. You know, it could... It could Give us be, some examples of uh, issues. It, it, that it, could, it could be somebody who was a, an IV user for 20 years, never went to the doctor, and uh, now they, they have hep C, and they have uh, another, uh, uh, you know, major disease such as HIV or, or AIDS. You know, I mean, it's, it's, we can address that at the Red Center. You know, we have a team of people at our ID clinic that we can address that with. We have... Uh, We have great physicians. So that becomes part of the recovery process as well, right? So now you're going to abstain and, and from, from uh, you know, drugs or alcohol. So we want to now get you better physically so you can, you know, be successful, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and, and become healthier uh, and well. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, focusing in on an individual's uh, body, mind, you know, spirituality, um, you know, the, the whole family component is really important to to um, keep them well. So recovery is a lot more than just not using your drug. Correct. Drugs. You know, in my eyes, in our eyes, in our team's eyes, that you know, just because you're abstaining from using drugs or alcohol does not mean that you're in recovery. Right. You know, we look at recovery as a full circle, right? A full, mm-hmm. complete circle, right? There's, it's, it's changing your lifestyle. It's transforming your lifestyle, your thinking, right? Your habits, your, you know, everything. So our case managers and our staff are working um, with, these, with these people and teaching them, you know, um, different practices of self-care. Mm-hmm. Right, so we want to also engage them to become better at taking care of themselves. So, could you expand more on mind and spirit? So, yeah, I mean, first let's talk about the mind part. Mm-hmm. So, the mind part is, uh, you know, for us, a lot of our individuals um, are co-occurring. They have had depression um, since uh, their children, since since their kids, and they've never had it treated. Or but they, they don't know they're depressed. Correct. You know, you so, say co-occurring again. I, so I always think about the audience. What, yeah. what does that so mean? Co-occurring means that they have they have the substance abuse going on, but they drugs or alcohol, right? And they also have the mental illness going on, so, which, okay, which which we know that you know a lot of times people want to self-medicate, so. You know, we're going to go to a drug to alter our alter our, our our mood or you know the way we feel. So it's a lot of self medicating. So and we also know that drugs and alcohol can put us in a drug induced psychosis. Right. So where, people that are, that have a drug and alcohol issue mm-hmm. and also have a depression issue, mm-hmm. it's hard to identify the depression issue in the beginning because we don't know if it's drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So we take away the drugs and alcohol now they're abstinent. Right. But so, now there's still something else going. On. Sure. And now we have to identify there's something else going on Correct. and help a person with that. Correct. Is what you're saying, Scott. Yes, I, absolutely. I mean, you're you're saying this, but I'm not sure the people listening understand because they don't deal with this like you do every sure. day. And that's what I'm trying to make it so they understand that. Yeah, you can take the drugs and alcohol away. And now I'm sitting here and now my head still hurts. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean physically. I mean, right. I, I'm stressed. I, I've we got we call it brain pain. Okay. You know, well, brain pain. You know, when you have brain pain, um, you know, the, 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 the drug or the alcohol works well to numb it. 
right? So Because it's depressing, that uh, pain. Sure, mm-hmm. sure it is. But we also know it, you know, I don't think any of us uh, um, aren't aware that it brings more problems, right? So, but what we want to do is we want to get that person off of the mood-altering substance and then treat you know, after we, we, we give it a little time and then we want to treat, you know, we have a, we have psych nurse practitioner that works with us. Um, we have, uh, you know, licensed, uh, clinical social workers that work with us and they meet with some of these individuals and, um, you know, for therapy sessions. And, and we try to figure out what, what is going on, you know, was it the drugs and the alcohol causing it or was there this underlying mental health issue? Um, you know, so and Scott, um, I like to be clear about one thing because th- there's a lot of people in recovery that think you have to be 100% abstinent of everything. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. There are people with mental health issues that need some help. Absolutely. I, I mean, and you there's can't. nothing wrong. There's there's no shame in in taking a, a, a medicine that helps you with a chemical imbalance that helps you. No. I mean, absolutely not. Because you know, you hear that debate in, in, in old school recovery. Oh, you can't do that. I don't agree with that. Well, you know, I mean, I always say this, you know, it's like trying to treat diabetes just by, you know, watching with you. Yeah, don't eat sugar. But you don't have control of how much insulin your body produces. So we have to take a medication, right, Mm -hmm. Uh to control the amount of insulin our body gets, right? Whether we have to add it, right? So I think what people need to understand is that you know, because an individual has to be on a psychotropic medication for depression or anxiety or for, you know, something else that's going on. You know, a, a bipolar lot of bipolar disorder. Bipolar mm-hmm. disorder. I mean, we have mental, we have, we have a lot of, of, of uh, various mental illnesses out there. But, he, you know, I think what we need to, to, to say here today is that um, it's okay to be on that medication as long as it's prescribed appropriately and you're taking it appropriately and you're seeing a counselor and you're going to, to for your for your med check-ins so not as not only is it okay it's necessary absolutely we're absolutely. talking about getting better absolutely. mentally and physically and spiritually absolutely. well some of those drugs are necessary to get better absolutely a person maybe never had those those drugs in their lives because they were doing whatever they were doing correct. on the street correct now they're offered what it something that's prescribed, which is a healthy way, it's not. It's not okay. It's necessary. Correct. It is necessary, and it's okay. Yeah, do it. Take those medicines. Well, you're when I say it's okay, I don't want people to think that they should feel shame or guilt. Exactly. That's around taking it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's necessary. It's a necessity. We don't always have control of how much, uh, you know. Let's just say dopamine or serotonin is released in our brain. But I, right. I, I hear people in recovery say, am I really in recovery if I'm doing this? Well, was it prescribed by a doctor? Right. Are you taking it as prescribed? Right. Is it helping you? Of course you're in recovery. Yeah. You know, recovery starts when you start doing things properly. You're not abusing anything. And it's okay. It's okay. Correct. It's okay to feel okay mentally, to uh, release some of that brain pain through a prescribed method. Right. Now, some of it might be medicine. Some of it might be talking to somebody. Right. Some of it might be going for a walk mm-hmm. and letting the cold air blow through your head. Right. I mean, there's a lot of there's, possible ways to help straighten out 
there's multiple pathways. But do right? you think that also there's there's still that stigma attached to a mental condition, mental mental health? Um, like if I have if, if I had cancer or if I had diabetes or correct. whatever, I'm just going to go to the doctor. We're going to get it fixed. But there's still something about oh, the mental part is still that standoffish. Let's not really talk about that. And that mm-hmm. is anything but healthy, and it's downright dangerous. Right. I mean, I think stigma still exists. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. Um, I've seen it get much better and people are more open about it and I think uh, we just you know need to uh, continue to talk about it and tell people it's okay to talk about it um, and get uh, people like your show to talk more about it um, and, and I think you know hopefully at some point in life it will be no different than any other physical um, condition or chronic condition right mm-hmm. so um, I don't see the difference. You know, I don't view it as a difference that one has depression versus diabetes. Mm -hmm. At the Wright Center, we look at it as the same. Do you think one causes, I mean, do you see um, those who are in recovery, um, can drug abuse or or alcohol abuse actually cause, actually alter? Sure. Where you you have a mental illness? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, in our world, we call it a drug-induced psychosis. Okay. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely, absolutely, it's a mood. It it, it alters your mood. So. uh, So even if you stop using, you could still have those effects. Absolutely, for quite some time after. Um, you know that's what that's what the studies show, and that's what the professionals say. You know when we when we speak with uh, you know psychiatrists, and you know we we have a lot of discussion around that. You know how long have they been off it? You know so there's there is some some um, uh, post symptomology that can happen after for quite some time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Scott, I'm going to open a can of worms here that, Go ahead. that we haven't opened. Could you open the can of worms in about 60 seconds so we could quickly thank our sponsors? Sure. We'll be right back. Thanks. Attorney Dave Akins has been practicing law for 23 years. He has successfully represented thousands of clients in cases ranging from multi-million dollar personal injury and medical malpractice claims to criminal cases to divorces. When I've needed legal guidance, I called Dave Akins. So should you. 570-714-4001. Archstone Recovery Center of the Palm Beaches provides addiction treatment centered within a small, personal, community-type setting. For nearly two decades, Archstone has helped thousands suffering from alcohol and chemical dependencies recover and regain control of their lives. Archstone's medical, clinical, and support staff provide the highest level of professional treatment and individualized care. Call Archstone Recovery Center at 855-899-2292. Since 1972, Clearbrook Treatment Center has been providing successful treatment for those suffering from substance abuse. Clearbrook's medical program provides round-the-clock care and treatment from a licensed and specialized medical team. Clearbrook's approach to addiction is largely based upon the proven practices of Alcoholics Anonymous. Pastoral services are available to patients seeking spiritual guidance. Call Clearbrook today at 570-260-2600. 
I would like to see the directors of those agencies purged. From government agency corruption. The type of purges he's talking about harkens back to McCarthy to find communists. To administration agenda. The program known as DACA is being rescinded. Now Congress will be able to help these people properly. News happens. The Republicans continue to hurt the middle class. They're in for a record. This economy is going to move. It happens here. Chinese have been notorious for publicly agreeing to sanctions and then not enforcing them. WILK News Radio. Welcome back to Sharing Recovery. Straight talk on today's struggles of addiction and triumphs of recovery. Recovery is possible. We welcome your calls with questions or comments. Call 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098. Here are your hosts, Suzanne Kelly and Jack Kropp. I'm Jack and we're back. And before the uh, before the break, I said I'm going to open a can of worms. And at this time, I I will say I have been in recovery over 19 years, and that recovery has been abstinence based, which means I don't take anything that to help me with my recovery. Today there are there's another school, and that school is MAT, medically assisted treatment or medicine assisted treatment. And in recovery, Scott, mm-hmm. we now have people that are taking some things, Suboxone, Methadone, Vivitrol, mm-hmm. to help them with their recovery. Mm-hmm. And there's old school recovery that says, well, if you're taking that stuff, you're not really in recovery. Mm-hmm. My understanding is those products, those medicines, are an aid to walk a person off. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you know, if, if they're opiate addicted, we're going to put them on this product, Suboxone, let's say, for this period of time, mm-hmm. and walk them off. But there are people that are using those products long term also. Mm-hmm. If Where does the right center stand on this? I mean, do they provide these kind of treatments for people? Mm-hmm. So, um, we, we do not provide methadone um, to our patients uh, for addiction at all. Um, that's a that has to be done through a methadone clinic, which th- there are methadone clinics locally. Uh, there's one in Dunmore, um, Dunmore Comprehensive, and uh, there there is one in um, Luzerne County. I believe it's it's Choices. Um, we um, a year ago when we started our center of excellence, one of the goals that we had was to expand um, our physicians to become approved. We had none. Last December, um, as of today, we have uh, eight... Approved for what, Scott? Uh, to prescribe... Um, Suboxone? Buprenorphine. I, I always say buprenorphine. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, not our, it's not always our, our, our first line um, to use that. You know, when, when an individual comes in to be assessed... Um, we then will determine as a team what's the best approach. We have um, several individuals that are are doing the abstinence-based route, and we support that. I was abstinence-based trained my whole life, you know. Um, so I was uh, a drug and alcohol counselor uh, for many years. And um, I believe in the 12-step um, abstinence-based route. Um, that's I still I do. do. I that's still what I participate do. in I still on a daily do. basis. I will, I will always believe in that. So what? Uh, it is a, a, a great, um, a, a, a great um, treatment modality for individuals to, to, to lean on. But what I want to say is that um, I think where my mind started becoming more open to medication-assisted treatment was after I was 
losing patients. Um, I put them sometimes in inpatient, and then two days later they would come out and they would die. They would overdose. How many how many people do we know? And I, I don't mean literally how many, but that people have gone to a treatment program, right. they've completed the treatment program, and two days later they're gone. Yeah. So now, I, I was with a guy on a Monday, right, and on Friday he was dead. Right. You know. So yeah, I believe in abstinence. Mm-hmm. That my program is based in abstinence. Mm-hmm. But if something. If we're going to save a life, mm-hmm. is it worth it? Is it the right thing to do? Right. And everybody's got to answer that for themselves. I know what the answer is right. for me. Do I want if, if one of my family members? Do I want them using some boxes or do I want them to die? Right. I know the answer. Correct. But that's a mindset now that we're dealing with in recovery. Mm-hmm. Are they in recovery? Are they are they sober? So, well, I mean, you know, for me, I don't think that I could I could honestly say. I could never tell somebody that they're not in recovery because they were using um, naltrexone, uh, you know, uh, once a month shot or buprenorphine. Nal- I, naltrexone, I, is that Vivitrol? So that, that would be Vivitrol, correct. Okay. But um, I, I'm just saying I don't feel that who am I to say that you're not in recovery if you're on that. That uh, You know, I, I just don't feel that that's, you know, for me to answer. Right, right? And- and if we look at a recovery coin, it says, to thy own self be true on it. Right. Who am I to take your inventory right. and say, you're not in recovery right. because you're doing that? Just because I don't do it mm-hmm. doesn't make it right. right. Does it make it right that for seven or eight years I went to two meetings a week? Mm-hmm. That was my path to recovery. Sure. And everybody has their own path to recovery. So if you need something to help you mm-hmm. get from the street with a needle in your arm to a better life, Right. What's wrong with that? Right. So, I mean, I, I always looked at recovery as, is you know, that process is is highly personal, right? That's I, I always respected that. So, you know, I was taught a long time ago. You know, we meet people where they're at, right? We do our best to meet them where they're at, um, and, and 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 there are multiple pathways. And and I could honestly say to you that at the right center, we do have medication-assisted treatment. And we have a lot of patients since, you know, over the last year, that have been um, highly successful since they started uh, medication-assisted treatment. We discuss on the first visit that this is not something that we would like them to see it. To, to see them on for the rest of the right, life. you're going to start them. You're going to start the yes. medicine to help them. Correct. With a goal in mind Correct. when you start. Correct. Here's our goal: whether it's 30 days, 90 Correct. days, six months. Yes. You say to them, yes. day one. Absolutely. We're not a dealer. We're not Abs- here to sell you this for Ab- the rest of your to set you up the rest of your life. Absolutely. We're going to walk you off this. Yes. To walk you off whatever it was you were on prior to this. Correct. We have we have patients that come in that immediately tell us that's what they want. They want to but be on it forever. Af- no, well, but, but after we evaluate their needs, they're not a good candidate for it. Okay. For for multiple reasons. Okay. Um, so there are people you tell no, Scott. Absolutely. We yes, absolutely. There's a lot of people that we just don't feel they're um, currently in the right situation. Their mind isn't that. in the right place. Correct. Okay, I have to ask a yeah. question though. Yeah. You, the whole goal here is not to have individuals um, on the on the medicine forever. Correct. So these individuals need to become aware that they're going to go through some maybe pain, maybe feeling uncomfortable, maybe not really liking what they do, and learning how to not react by using again. 
So they're in this situation where it's like, oh my God, I'm feeling stressed. Some, something triggers. It could be anything. Somebody cuts you off on, on 81 or whatever. But you need to have the mental skills, the emotional skills mm -hmm. to help you not react Correct. and not pick up whatever you're using again. Mm -hmm. So how does the right center help with those situations? Because that's part of the whole right. holistic. Right. So if you are receiving... Uh, medication-assisted treatment at the right center, you have to be in counseling. Okay. It's mandatory. It's part of our program. Um, so we we feel that in when you combine the medication with the counseling, with the 12-step, with all these other recovery supports, that's the answer, right? That's what we want. We want all these things together. We will not just prescribe a medication alone. You have to be involved in a very structured program. Okay. You also have to check in with your case manager weekly. So you're, you're involved with individuals on a weekly basis to make sure you're doing what you need to do. Um, like I said, you know, we, we, we support all pathways to recovery. At the right center, right. That's that is my mindset at all mm -hmm. times. Everybody's path to recovery is different. It is. I, I can't tell somebody the way they're getting better is wrong. Mm -hmm. So a person who starts a medically assisted treatment program and a year from now is off that mm -hmm. they're doing great in society. What if I had told them that first day mm -hmm. that's the wrong thing to do, and they said, "Okay, he said it. He must know." Right. And then they spend the rest of their life suffering. Correct. We have to give people a chance to recover mm -hmm. in whatever way they recover. Sure. You know, not everybody wants to see a counselor. Some people want to. Some people don't want to go to 12-step meetings. Some people do. Mm -hmm. What about a person who goes to one 12-step meeting a week and is doing fabulous? Mm -hmm. I can't tell that person that, that their program is wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, I'm not sure that, that we have accepted or embraced that yet mm -hmm. in the recovery world that we have to give everyone a chance sure. to do it their way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when somebody comes into our program who feels that, you know, um, let's, just, let's just say abstinence-based treatment is what they want, we link them with the leaders in abstinence-based treatment. We'll link them up with those individuals, um, and and you know if they that's what they want, we honor that, we respect that, you know. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, hundred percent. I think the, the what you know, just my personal opinion, and and you could agree or disagree, is that, you know, the last thing an addict who wants to get help needs is more judgment. The well, last right. thing and they need is, yeah, you should yeah. be doing it this way. You should mm -hmm. be doing it or my way, or like Jack said. Well, mm -hmm. Jack's been in recovery for over nineteen years, so he must know. Mm -hmm. I must follow his route. No, you're the individual. Uh, we are getting cute. Well, I'll that, just say one last thing. You know, I have been in recovery over nineteen years, and just recently, and I mean in the last month. I just started doing something else because I needed more help. I needed help beyond a, a recovery meeting. I needed help beyond the sponsor. Right. 19 years after having had a drink, I said, I want to go talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's what I needed to do at this time. Right. Excellent. So. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott, the right Thank center. You for we us. are we are just out of time, but uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good, healthy week.